0: Hi, I'm Raylene Taskowski, and I've talked to over 10,000 women about sex over the past decade. Welcome to the Stand-Up Comedy Sex Ed Podcast. Welcome
1: to Stand-Up Comedy Sex Ed. It's where you can get questions answered like,
0: How long does it take the average man to orgasm? And, How long does it take the average woman to orgasm? And also, Why is it so high in here?
1: Audiences agree, it's brilliantly funny. Raylene makes sex ed fun. This show is entertaining, factual, and relatable. (laughs) There's
0: nothing worse than being halfway done with sex and feeling your vagina shut down on you.
1: (laughs) You've got to see stand-up comedy sex ed.
0: I am ready to go do that comedy show. (laughs) Hey everybody, welcome to the stand-up comedy sex ed podcast hosted by Raylene Taskoski and some other guest. And today's guest is Dana Dowdell. Did I say that right? Yeah, it's like... It's like cowbell.
1: Like Cow more bell. cowbell. Now like bell, dow, dow, dow. Dow, dow.
0: I just didn't know where the emphasis went. That's know? okay. You know, it could be dowdell dow, or it could be dowdell. Dow. It's wherever you want it to be. All right. The emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> that's all you sing, Calypso. <laughs> Do you know where that's from? No. The original Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's how, That's how old I am.
1: <laughs> I used to watch like Justin Timberlake? Yeah, about no, the one
0: before that, the one with oh. like Annette Funicello. <laughs> <Right> <laughs> you don't even ahead. know who
1: Annette Funicello is? Yes. <laughs> no idea.
0: Yeah. I uh, I mean, I wasn't there for like the original, I, I mean, I was young for it, but my babysitter used to always have it playing on for, I don't know, her kids or whatever, but, and uh, I don't know if it was repeats or whatever, but yeah. You put huh. the ampasses on the wrong syllable. That's how you get calypso. <laughs> uh,
1: you just never know things, what you're going
0: to get on this podcast. All the things I don't know. It's just, uh, you know, you 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 younger people, you millennials, you have your things that I don't know. and uh, And I've got calypso.
1: We definitely have, like, curated a lot of shit that doesn't make sense. <laughs>
0: But I do feel no, like... No, the I'm, new generation did that. What the fuck was the dab?
1: Oh, is why that do, a, that's that, right? You know, why did they what, need that? What's the new thing where it's like you throw it up and then you,
0: like, catch it? I, I don't know. That's a TikTok thing. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it's like, like, is that another, like, when you throw it to somebody else and then somebody else catches it and passes it on? Because...
1: No, it's like part of people's TikTok dances where you, like, throw it up and then it's like... Um, oh it's like a it's called a whoa like
0: whoa like oh are you sure you don't want
1: to use the video for
0: this (laughs) lord the things these kids Uh. come up with and then there was the whip and then the nay nay and if you ever if you're ever on my i don't know if are you on my instagram i don't think so whenever sarah wants to learn a new sarah's a dancer so I have to learn all the dances. So I knew the whip nay nay. I knew the um what was the other one they did? Soldier boy. I knew Soldier boy. Um what was the I don't know. There's always she's always making me do dances. We did one on Thanksgiving morning. Which to one? Michael to a Mi- Michael Jackson something or other. When
1: quarantine w- first started, I was like rapidly getting into consuming TikTok. And I would watch YouTube tutorials on how to do the dances. So my, my partner, he works still throughout the pandemic. And he'd come home and I'd be like, you know, learning how to do like the savage dance. Like a I could bowl. not get
0: that one. I tried it's so hard. hard. It's really hard. I couldn't. And so my maiden name is Savage. Oh, perfect. And it used to be like, like I was, I wanted to do a tic-tac, tic-tac. Jesus, that's how old I am. I wanted to do a TikTok that was like, you know, when I was in high school and then have one of my kids yell at me like, you know, you're savage, you're a beast, you're a wild, untamed animal, because this happened. And then, you know, like when I first had kids, and then you bring out the, the Pocahontas song, savages, savages, barely even human. And now I'm 52 and it's, you know, Savage. Classic what? bougie ratchet. So why do the it. fuck is Savage cool now when all do of it. my life it was it was unpopular to be a savage?
1: I feel like I have to use my social media manager to like help me come up with TikTok content because it causes me such anxiety. Um but no one else can steal this idea. But you know you know wop, what ass pussy?
0: Yeah, I do. So, <laughs> So I it was a hard of, eye roll there for those who were not here, not physically watching me.
1: <laughs> so I I sure shit don't want to do the WAP dance, but I was thinking how fun it would be to do a WAP yoga dance.
0: <laughs> okay. Like
1: all the different poses right. that coincide with the dance, but I'm not very, very flexible. Um, so I need someone else to get on board with it. And I haven't found, everyone else is like, yeah, funny, funny, funny. And no one's like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Tell Sarah, she'll do it.
0: <laughs> Perfect. She can do. She can do the WAP dance. She's done it. She has a video of it. She won't. She she showed me because I'm her mom. But she's like, I'm not gonna put that out there. But you know.
1: Yeah. Because there's it, like a
0: split involved and yeah. like. Well, she's a yeah. dancer, so. But I was just like, I just I don't, I don't. It's that to me. It's so cringy. Yeah, and and I know I'm all about female sexual empowerment, but then I'm also like, ugh. Too much, too far.
1: <laughs> um, it's really funny. I was talking to, I was listening to your other podcast and you guys were talking about the uh, Salt and Pepper. Right.
0: That was sex. hysterical. I could not believe that Bradford did not know what that song that song was.
1: But it got me thinking that like that generation's Salt and Pepper, let's talk about sex, is our generation's like WAP, yeah. WAP probably. You
0: know. Yeah. So wow. uh, for those of you who don't know, I have another podcast that I do with three guys that are all young enough to be my children and it's called Undebatable. And it's really very funny where we interact pretty well with each other. And last week we discovered that one of them had never heard the song, Let's Talk About Sex. And and it was funny because I started it, then Curtis was in on it and Steve was in on it. And then Bradford's looking at us like, what are you guys doing?
1: (laughs) It's so funny. Curtis has like such a sexy voice.
0: He really does. It's delightful. Before I even knew him, like before the podcast was starting, we were talking about, um, getting sponsors for the podcast. And one of them was mattresses and one of them was, um, instacart and i was like well i mean everybody would love to hear me talk about instacart and i'm pretty sure i want to hear curtis's sexy ass voice talking about mattresses right? i would listen
1: and, to curtis's voice talk about like anything. the weather but
0: it was funny because right after that i was like "Ooh, inappropriate you barely know me right? <laughs> well, welcome to being on a podcast with me you cannot i can't stop me from saying shit you're still no. certainly not gonna stop me
1: no shame in your game
0: I just I just do what I do.
1: Yeah. So be your authentic self. Who cares?
0: Exactly. All right. So let's talk about sex. Let's talk about it. So um we actually met because we are on a committee. Yes. For um, I'm just gonna say our TEDx committee. And um because, you know, and that's gonna happen in twenty twenty three. It's gonna happen someday. I mean the problem is I was real I really had put a lot of stock in what that was going to do to move me forward in my speaking career. And then nothing happened this year. My comedy show didn't happen. My party stuff. I was just telling somebody this afternoon, I couldn't do my comedy show right now. If you paid me to, I haven't said half of the words out loud in seven months. It's torture. Like I do my, I do, sometimes I'll do a live party, but it, it, Not, not the, the same. same.
1: No, it's not the same.
0: And I forget half my jokes. I forget the punchlines to my jokes. I'm like, I wrote this joke. <laughs> how did I forget know. the punchline? Got to practice, still, I guess. I got to go back and watch the videos. That's how I learn. I put shit on video and then I listen to it over and over again. Um, but then uh, you were gonna go to one of my comedy shows, but you got sick. Probably got COVID. Flu. It was not COVID. It was flu. It was, <laughs> not was not the flu flu. It um. Was it. And then uh, just, I don't know. At some point, we started talking about sex, and I realized you're a freak. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Maybe you're a, a regular person. I'm
1: again, yeah, I'm a normal person that just wish I wish people talked about it more because I find stuff out about people, and I'm like, why do we not talk about this more freely? Like, why do we not talk about afternoon delight more freely,
0: or that's my favorite
1: swingers, or whatever? No shame in your game. But people just don't talk about it openly enough.
0: I love afternoon sex, actually, because my husband and I have been married so long and I'm kind of old now. um, We started doing it in the afternoons or before we go out. So like when I'm on a cruise, because we love cruises, um, we'll have sex before dinner, because I know that after dinner, after drinking, after dancing, I'm either not going to want to have sex or depending on how much I drink, I'm not going to feel anything. So you know, it's not is, as it, f- is it like scheduled? It's not scheduled per se, but we have like uh, it, if it's a Thursday, there's a good chance it's going to happen. But that's oh. just because he used to work from home on Thursdays. And so, you know, we, we got into this thing where our code word is, um, I kind of want to nap. Yeah. And, and so, I don't know, we just, we got, that's the code word for meet me in the bedroom I love it yeah
1: we used to do these things where like when it was getting dry we I would put like a theme on on the um on the month and it was like um like orgasm October and it kind of took away like the pressure of like actually having sex where the focus was mostly on like making the other person orgasm which was really like an interesting dynamic because it it took a lot of like the anxiety and the fear
0: hmm. out of making whoopee orgasm october
1: yeah and then i was telling my girlfriend sexy about
0: september it. yeah
1: i was telling my friends about it and then they were like you know we would come up with like <laughs> all these wacky names for all the months
0: give me the d december yeah yeah <laughs> think i think it was supposed to be like Dicked december or something yeah. dick December. December. no shave november just leaves it all on the table yeah <laughs> exactly go searching for it it's in there <laughs> it's there i swear you you're going bushwhacking <laughs> <laughs> it's an adventure that's one of my one of my jokes About uh, it, it's one of my jokes that I do in No Shave November, but I also do it every other time. That's like the problem is that we, the reason guys can't find the clitoris is because we have shaved so much that we've given them a five lane highway without even a rumble strip on either side to let them know when they've gone off course. So, what you should do in November is let it all grow in and just shave the bit directly above the clitoris and let them snuffle it out like a pig with a truffle
1: if only they were that smart
0: right. <laughs> well i mean you could just shape your um pubic hair in like an arrow and have it end like
1: <laughs> yeah like right. you can't fuck it up <laughs> it's right there but they still can fuck it up that's a they, that's a they sad do. thing they might know where to find it but they're not very good
0: at yeah which is You're why right. sometimes it's funny because i'll 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 do some jokes and lesbians get mad at me a lot and they're like you didn't say anything about lesbians and i'm like aren't you all women everything i said was about women like and i don't tell the joke about you guys don't know how to find where it is because i just assume if you're a lesbian you can find the clitoris. you better you know? fucking know where it is like a baby with a nipple you just go down there like chomp 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 <laughs> like, not hard to find where it is especially if you know where it is so i mean do you want me to make fun of you because i can but there's not it's not necessary
1: Oh God. It's funny that they get offended.
0: Yeah. Well, because I, as much as I try to use partner as often as possible, if I'm talking about a toy that's specifically for a penis, then I'm going to say him, you know, but most of the time I try to say your partner, I try to be aware, inclusive, you know, inclusive. Yeah. But sometimes I'm talking about products for men. And some lesbians think I'm downright fucking hilarious, and other ones are like, "She didn't talk about us at all." And I'm like, "I talked about women the entire time."
1: They, those people probably need to get laid more,
0: <laughs>
1: and then they wouldn't be
0: so uptight. I don't, know. I don't um, make too many judges. You don't judgments. You don't have to like me. It's fine. I mean, I would love it in a perfect world. I would be ecstatic if everybody loved me. But I've been alive long enough to know that that's. Not ever going to happen. No. I'm not ever going to make everybody happy. And I may not be the right person for everybody, or the right comedian or the right sex toy lady for every person. And that's going to have to be okay.
1: I think that's the really cool thing about, I feel like the world that we live in now is like, it's much easier to understand that there's like something or someone that you resonate with. There's always like, you could be freak and totally into some weird thing or weird hobby and there's going to be at least one other person that's into that hobby. You will find them on the internet. (laughs) And I think that's really cool.
0: Yeah. I had um, an uh, an opportunity the other day. Somebody was like, you know, I have this group of kids and, and uh, you know, she's like, they're, they're transgendered and lesbian and gay and blah, blah, blah. And I said, I am not the right speaker for that group. And I just, I just know that. It's not like, it's not that I don't want to. Well, I'm first of all afraid that I will accidentally offend all of them just by Mm. being myself, but I'm, I'm not the right speaker for that group. I don't have, uh, any, I I don't have a close enough relationship with anybody that I, that I feel like I would have anything that I could offer them is Mm. basically it. Like I, I know some transgender people. I obviously know gay people. I know you know, lesbians, I know I don't have anything to offer them because I don't have any personal whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. I, I don't feel like I'm the right speaker. And I, and then I was like, no, I'm not the right person for that group. That's all. And you know, I don't, I, I but that's know, okay. Yeah. I, I had to be okay with it. But part of me was like, why aren't you the right person? Why can't you be better at this? Why blah blah? And I'm like, can I just do what I do pretty well? Can I just do that? Play. but also just because
1: you're not the right person for it doesn't mean that you're uh like offensive or against right well and i am hopefully
0: i I mean i know i'm not i'm pro who be, be who you want to be mm-hmm. be who god made you to be yeah as long as you're happy exactly as long as you're happy right i don't get in the way of it i mean i have and that really bothers a lot of my christian like Because I was raised born again Christian, I have a lot of super born again Christian people in my life, and they're like—I was just about to ask if you have a lot of like Christian like listeners. I don't have a—I don't think I have a lot of Christian listeners, but um, but I was raised that way, and I Christians find it frustrating when I say, or I would assume I actually have never had a a Christian be upset because probably because they don't listen to my podcast and they don't fucking know I said it. But um, I do not think that God created our bodies and then said. Uh, with all this capacity to love and all this capacity to orgasm and all this capacity to feel and have emotion. And then said, but there's only one way you can do it. Mm. I, fair? I just, I just don't think you did that. I think that's entirely fair. Right. And, and so, and, and then I stick to don't judge. Yeah. Don't, don't go Stay poking in around in the twig inside, you know, the little moat in someone else's eye. If you've got a motherfucking twig straight up your ass, like yeah. don't.
1: I just love, I, I'm a firm believer people need to stay in their lane a lot more than they do. And,
0: right. you know. Although, if this. you wear pajama bottoms to Target, I do judge you.
1: Do they wear them to Target or is it more Walmart?
0: No, they, it's mostly Walmart. So, if you have brought your slumpy ass over to Target where we, where we wear pants, then I'm like, mm, what are you doing? And if you're yeah. wearing them with your slippers, come on. Have a little self-respect. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that really does bother me.
1: Oh, and then goodness.
0: there's the Tiger King people.
1: Only in the town that we live near. Right. Something else.
0: I don't know. No, no. See, that was the thing. When the Tiger King came out, I was like, there are worse people than pajama pant wearers. You
1: can always be surprised, I guess.
0: I was. I was like and and I'm doing a talk next week and one of one of the lines is like and here is Tiger King and you could be sitting on the couch, slumped down with a stain on your shirt and your hands down in your pants Bundy style and still look them and go, I am classier than them. (laughs) All relative. It's all relative. (laughs) So So sex. Yeah. (laughs) What? Um all right, I'll ask you some nosy questions. How old were you when you lost your virginity?
1: Okay, this is gross.
0: I feel <laughs> gross saying this. I could probably outgross you. Let's see what you're going to say. I was 13. Oh, okay, so was I.
1: And I look at people who are 13 now, and I'm like, absolutely fucking not. Right, why would you, you know? know? Uh, yeah, so it's just...
0: I it's, lost mine on a bet. Oh. He bet I wouldn't, and I bet I would. It was horrible. But, but, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I was, I was an under
0: supervised thirteen year old for sure.
1: I remember it distinctly. My mom, my mom and sister were on a trip to Italy.
0: Oh,
1: um, during
0: well, fuck you, I'm gonna have sex then.
1: Exactly. So like, my dad was, you know, he had to watch me, and I had a quote unquote serious boyfriend at the time, and you know, I was a I was a wild one, and I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna make this happen, and so I did. And I, but it's gross now that I think about it.
0: Right. Well, I mean, it's even grosser to think about losing your virginity on a bet. I mean, I was literally like reading a book while he was trying to get into me, which he did get in eventually. I had no interest in actually having sex with him. I was just like, well, I'm not going to lose this bet and then it'll be gone and I will have had sex like everybody else. And then I find out later on that nobody else had had sex. So yeah, it was
1: I feel like I was, I think I was like the first of my friends to lose my virginity. And then like, I remember, I don't ever remember like, like having any bad labels put on me in my mm-hmm. you know middle school and high school years. But I remember like, as I was exiting high school, I started to hear all these things that people thought of me or like all these assumptions that people thought of me or rumors associated with like my sex life. Like, there was a rumor that I had sex in the middle of the lunchroom, and I'm like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of the lunchroom, who starts a rumor like that?
0: I don't know. So, who believes a rumor like that? Horny high school kids, I guess. It's so dumb. Yeah, it I don't. Dumb. I don't think I had any rumors about me, because mostly I didn't have any friends. Oh. So there wasn't anybody to start shit about me, because nobody cared no i'm serious like i was basically just a stoner and i moved i had i went to three different high schools so i didn't really have any friends that i went up with um and yeah i don't think i ever had i i mean that was the thing i wasn't known as a person who had sex i was known as a person who was high all the time
1: um do you still uh stay in touch with the person that you
0: lost your virginity god no (laughs) god no like I didn't even—I don't think I—we even kept in contact for like three days after that. I was like, "All right, well, I don't need you." Um, I still it remember his name. Yeah, no, it was definitely not worth it. I still remember his name, but yeah. I mean, I mean, that's neither here nor there. I think I saw him once in college, or after I got married and divorced, and I moved back here. I think I saw him somewhere, and I was just like, mm, "Whatever." This <laughs> what happens when you live around. Never mind. I was, I was going to insult an entire town of people and I won't do that, but they deserve it. And you can, that's fair. (laughs) No, I really don't want, you know, they're bringing the pitchforks down the road. Like we heard what you said about us. And they probably would. (laughs) Yeah. So I was, yeah, 13, lost it on a bet. And um, what I remember mostly was, so My mom was in the hospital a lot around that time. So I was home with my brothers a lot during that time because my dad worked second shift. And, um, and this was summertime. And my brother walked in on us while we were trying to have sex. And he told my dad and, you know, my, what I remember most is that my, my dad was really disappointed in me, which is probably the worst thing ever. When my dad was disappointed in me, that was, the end of the world and we had he was going to take me to the movies and he decided that he would not take me to the movies that night as you know like, like punishment a punishment and to this date i still have not seen that movie as a self-imposed punishment it was time travelers i think was isn't that about. funny
1: that was like oh you learned your lesson you had sex don't ever do it again right
0: yeah uh well you never do it again <laughs> i mean that was Almost 40 years ago, you know, and there was no sex ed, and there was no, and of course, like I said, the born again Christian thing. So we weren't really talking about sex, and my mom wasn't around to talk to me. It was mm. just my dad, and he was like, just don't do that.
1: <laughs> it's really weird. I don't think that my parents ever had like the talk with me. Right. I remember, and I think I'm pretty sure I still have it, but we had a book growing up um, called Where Do Babies Come From? And it was like an illustrated book. And it was so fucking creepy because the two characters in it looked exactly like my parents. Like that, <laughs> it's, it's fucking weird. But that's how I learned about like how sex happens. But I never like learned about safe sex. I've never, nobody ever had, you know, the conversation with me about pleasure or anything like that. Right. I just kind of, it was like through osmosis. Um, but I did have an older sister who I remember... Like when I was thirteen, I'm pretty sure she ordered me my first sex toy.
0: <laughs> nice, that's a good sister.
1: So um, that was like, you know, she was she was kind of leading the way mm. into that life, I guess.
0: Just understanding. See, I learned to masturbate when I was four. I didn't know that it was masturbating. I just knew that it helped me sleep and it felt good. And I didn't learn what that was until I had read uh, *Dini* by Judy Bloom, and um, it, it, and then you know she had a, you know, what was it, Uh, like a special spot oh. that made her feel good, and I was like, oh, I have this spot! Oh my god, I'm not the only one. And so, it took oh. so much longer before I realized that it was you know like supposed to be part of sex because I had sex a lot before I had an orgasm, but I had many many orgasms when I did not have sex. Yeah, and I think that's common. I so this
1: is like the, this is. Like super fucking weird, but I had a, a My sister had a chronic illness, cystic fibrosis, and she had like this thing that was like I don't know. When you have C F, you have, you shake your lungs to try to get up mucus. Yeah, yep. That shaking your lungs is a really nice feeling when. You- <laughs> and so I I probably was in the same boat. I don't know if I was like four years old, but I learned about like how certain things felt good before I even had sex.
0: Right. Vibration.
1: The vibration. <laughs> or that pool, the, um, the pool. Uh, jets in the pool. <laughs> yeah, the jets in the pool. Yeah. Loved it.
0: All those. And that's why, and I like like now when we're talking to little kids, people are getting better about not shaming little kids, you know, when they find things that vibrate or feel good. i was so funny. My grandson was over and it was last year and he was in the pool and he's on the steps and all of a sudden he just turns and he, and the jet hit him and he was like, Woo! <laughs> and there was a crowd of people around when it happened. And we were just like, look away, look away. Don't say anything. <laughs> Cause I mean, I don't want him to be, you know, ashamed of feeling good. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people it's, it's called stimming. Now we don't call it masturbation when we're talking about children. It's stimu- stimulating, stimming. Mm-hmm and uh you just you just got to be like hey you know what i'm glad you're enjoying that but you have to enjoy that in your room you know or in the tub you you can't enjoy that in the living room when we're all watching tv (laughs) public and then when he when uh when my grandson was uh, like two two and a half and uh you know, they would get, they get what little woodies they do. And so what, you know, when I'm changing his diaper and I would always say, do you need penis time? You know, and I would just hold the diaper up and then, you know, look away and give him a minute. And then I look back one time and he's staring deep, like he's staring at me and I'm like, okay, you can have penis time, but you cannot do it while you're oh. staring at Grammy. <laughs> like, this no. is why I can't
1: have kids. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't handle that level of like, uh, just like things I don't. I think if I had children, I would just lie to them the whole, like the whole fucking time. Oh, everything mean, like, I would tell them was like, Santa be lie. Claus,
0: Easter Bunny. Yeah, everything or, that tastes good is bad for them. Yeah, everything that tastes bad is good for them. I just would lie the whole time, the whole time. It's so. not that bad. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed being. I enjoyed being a mom. Uh, I know a lot of people say they like being a grandmother better, but I think I liked my girls spaced out four years apart (laughs) Mm. a little bit better than I like having grandsons spaced two years apart they're very loud (laughs) and I love them and they are amazing and they are smart and they are handsome as fuck and they're wonderful but they're loud they're boys they are boys. Well, my husband got me noise-canceling headphones for Christmas. So when I go down and visit – or for my birthday. So when I go down and visit them next time, I'll just keep them on all times just to dull it down. Yes, a there tiny you go. Bit. There you go. And I, can't, I cannot wait to see who they grow up to be. Mm. That is, I guess,
1: the cool – like, I don't have, um, obviously, kids of my own, but my, a lot of my friends have kids. And it's cool to see from, like, you know, the last time I saw them what they've learned.
0: Yeah, it really is. Um there and like my like geez, just watching these kids grow up. And of course now they're not like like my kids. You don't notice your kids growing as much as you notice your grandkids because you only like me, I live far away, so I see them every three or six months. So it's a, a huge difference each time I see them. And I'm like, Oh, you know the alphabet now. Oh, you you know, you know, oh, yeah. you know all your colors, you can draw, you you know how to write the alphabet, you can math, you know. That's cool Instead of slogging along as they're learning it, I just show up and they know new shit. Mm -hmm. It's like a new toy every time I pick them up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's really cool. But yes, you sometimes just have to say, "Uh, it's okay if you do that, but in your room, please. Yeah, privacy is important. Exactly.
1: And the
0: whole, you know, saying the proper body part names, Mm. which it's so funny because so my daughter... Um, she would use penis, but she would also alternately call it a doodle. And, um, I said, just don't just always call it a penis, but she would be like, you know, stop touching your doodle. Right? And then one day he was doing something. She's like, you're such a doodle head. And I just stared at her and she goes, I heard it. Shut up. I heard it.
1: <laughs> so I used to call it growing up a Tilly. I don't know where it came from. Like a, a lady bits are Tillys. And then I went to like this alternative school for a little bit and there was someone named Tilly. So
0: you were a bad girl.
1: No, 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 I wasn't a bad girl. (laughs) This is like third grade, but there was someone named Tilly and I'm like, I can't call it Tilly anymore. (laughs) But I have heard, um, I'm in, I listen to like a lot of true crime podcasts and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they will always say that you need to teach your kids the appropriate anatomical name for it because if there's ever, you know, a situation of abuse, they're referring, to, like, it's very clear that someone touched
0: yeah vagina or penis. I'm pretty sure everybody's heard the lick to my cookie story. Right, right. Yeah. So. And that, you know, they're not doing themselves any favors by being embarrassed by the body parts. And I'm like, are you embarrassed by your nose? Are you embarrassed about your elbow? Are you embarrassed about your big toe? Then why are you embarrassed about your vagina or your vulva? Right. Your labia or your clitoris or your testicles or your, you know, like, it's just a body. it's just a body part why are part you giving it power yeah there's no, there's well, no there power there's no power until you're about 17 then you have all a the lot power of power in you pussy. want <laughs> exactly there's a lot of power in the pussy yes but not when you're nine <laughs> yes <laughs> correct very little power at that point correct right and uh yeah just teach them the proper things yeah um what do you have a funny sex story He told you to germinate on this overnight.
1: I know, and I couldn't think of one. I feel like um, in my business, all the stories that I have are, like, um, you know, people drinking on the job and stuff, not really ever having sex on the job, even though I know that they do it. Um, I don't really, I don't know. I think I'm a freak, but I don't really have any, like, crazy sex stories either. (laughs)
0: All right, where's the craziest place you ever had sex?
1: Um in a closet in a closet at my boyfriend's grandmother's house. Really. Like doggy style. It was sweaty.
0: Yeah, sweaty. Yeah, and tight and it probably and smelled tight. like mothballs cuz it was yeah. in grandma's closet.
1: Yeah. I wish I was a little I like I wish I had more good like <laughs> stories. I had a middle of the afternoon
0: day stand once. Oh. Which was funny a day stand
1: yeah it was like i'm gonna leave work early at two o'clock meet me at my house and that was it yeah.
0: was he not good
1: no he was great but then we both like you know i started seeing someone else and he oh. started seeing someone else and i never I just came back around
0: i don't know if i ever told the story on my podcast i might have i don't know it's, it's been 34 episodes i have no idea what i said and what i didn't say some of it's probably lies i have no idea um <laughs> But I had um, gone, I, I must have, there, but I had gone home with this guy from a uh, a bar and he would do magic tricks to get everybody's attention and he was he was kind of cute. And then we went back to his apartment and because I'm pretty good at orgasming, like I can get what I want fairly quickly because mm-hmm. I know what to do and how to do it, right? And so... I would say it took me three, four, five minutes. Right. And this motherfucker went and went and went oh. and he was trying different positions and try, like moving me around the room. And I was like, you know what? I, I literally said to him and I still feel bad. I hope it didn't scar him forever. I also remember his name. Um, I was like, this is the worst sex I've ever had. And I got my clothes and I got up and I got dressed and I walked out. I was like, read the room dude can't you tell when someone is bored but I also feel like there's like
1: I think for men in particular there's so much like misnomers around mm. sex like that you have to last like I literally give me like eight minutes yep nope. after eight minutes I'm I'm like okay you yeah. know
0: wrap it up son yeah
1: yeah or like you have to you know have this like you know crazy rhythm and you know be I just, it's just not what it looks like in the movies and on porn, porn. all the time. It's
0: porn. And that's, yeah. uh, we. I have talked about that before. It's how porn has ruined sex because guys think they're supposed to go and go and go and go and go and they're supposed to be bam, 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 bam. And maybe there are some women that like that, but then you just tell them, I like that. For the rest of us, like, what the fuck are you doing? I know. I'm going to need that, that to later. Be like, Stop beating on it. Or they have to be like hard at the drop of a hat. Right. No, that's, Yeah. So the, um, I have, I have told many, many women that if you have a guy that's doing the the rabbit and he's just slamming away and he's taking forever, grab him by his hips and slow him down because the reason they're lasting forever is they've created friction and they're not feeling anything. So if you slow him down to a snail's pace, it's going to blow his mind. And he'll, and, and, and other in, things. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I kind of meant that, but uh, yeah. but yeah, you just slow them down, slow them so, like, control the situation. And then they'll just be like, boom. It, and it it works. I've heard, I've heard, have people come back like, that fucking worked. I'm like, yeah, I know. Cause I remember there was one guy, and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Stop. If you could, I mean, I smell smoke, motherfucker. First of <laughs> all, I'm not lubed enough for this. And second of all, I'm not interested in that. You know what you're not hitting at all? My clitoris. Oh, God. Slow down. Yeah. And it does not, like, eight to ten minutes. Yeah. I'm good. So, um, my husband and I, we had, uh, when we first got married, we would watch Law & Order every single night. And one night, and it came on at ten o'clock every night. And so, one night we'd get in a bed and I was like, you want to have sex? And he's like, we don't have time. And it was... uh 9 51 i said we have time so we do what we do we get done and we turn on the tv and it's like boom boom <laughs> and so from that moment on it was always like you got nine minutes so that was that was always our joke and then one night we had gone to panera and we had gotten icy mochas and i always forget and i don't know why i always forget this at the base of a mocha is caffeine yeah. and we're both super caffeine sensitive. And so we got the icy mochas and then we're at home and we're in bed. And we're trying to go to sleep and tossing and turning and turning and tossing and tossing and turning. And it's like two in the morning. And finally I said, do you want to have sex? And he goes, not particularly. Why? <laughs> and I said, well, I just, I was wondering if you ever felt bad, you know, that we never have sex all night long. like you know, like every, like they do in the movies. And he's like, no, I, I don't think so. <laughs> and I said, good. Cause I think anything over nine minutes is just inefficient. You know what it is too it's like i i
1: think it's very easy to get bored at that point like i'm a right. thicker i'm a thicker person so like there's only you know i'm not doing these like crazy kama sutra positions like you know so you know doggy style you're on top i'm on top maybe right. that's it you know
0: that's that's right. too I'm not a spinner things. you're not going to spin me you're going to put me on you and then i'm going to squash you right right <laughs> yeah um, I'm not going to do the reverse cowgirl cause I don't have the thigh muscles for that. I don't want to break your penis.
1: <laughs> I mean, I might do a reverse cowgirl, but you're going to get me for about 30 seconds. And then I'm going to complain that my thighs hurt, <laughs>
0: exactly. <the quads> hurt. <laughs> <Exactly>.
1: <laughs> or I'm going to have all this self-consciousness about my ass being in your face. You know, it's like, um, but I also feel like sometimes when, I, uh, the guy gets like so sweaty sometimes that it's like, yeah. okay, yeah. Give, before you have a done. heart attack, give yourself a break.
0: yeah no that's that's the thing it's like you know and and uh and great if you are out there and you absolutely love to have sex for hours and hours have at it like but i was i think about this all the time because two of my friends have lost their husbands this year and i was like you better not die motherfucker because i can't replace you (laughs) like you could probably replace me because i'm you know i don't do a whole lot so you probably upgrade but I'm not going to ever find a guy that does what you do, the way you do it, the way I like it, and I'll have to, like, train somebody. And I don't want to do that. So he better not die. Um, I don't know that you can control that, actually. I know. <laughs> I know. I will say,
1: like, I remember when I was, like, 14 or 15 and I heard that Sting would, he did, um like, Kama Sutra and would have sex for, like, eight hours at a time. <sighs> And I was like, Oh yeah, that's awesome. And then I started to like have more and more sex and I'm
0: like, no thanks. Yeah. I'm all set. No thanks. I'm all set. I'm I'm just here for the orgasm. However fast I can get it. I mean, for me, an orgasm is like mouse cheese maze. Like I know how to get there. Don't get in my way.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I feel like it's, I'm like, um, I have a very strange, like, emotional disconnect from sex, so it's really hard for me to have an orgasm. I think, I don't know if it's because I started so young, but, like, I'm just not, there's, like, it's hard for me to to get into it.
0: I feel like, um, yeah, it's, uh, that's, I, I don't know if that's why, but I also have a strange disconnect with sex. Like, I, I think last week's podcast or the one before, the one before, we were talking about um, sexual fantasies, and in one of them, I said one of my sexual fantasies was to, like, in my fantasy, I've, I've taken ecstasy or something that, that just made me feel super sexy. And mm-hmm. I was having sex for the sake of really just wanting to have sex. And, you know, like, costumed and lingerie and makeup and I, you know, like, t- taking charge. hmm and and at the time I didn't think it was strange, but then I started to think about it and I was like, how weird is it that my sexual fantasy is to enjoy sex, right? Not just the orgasm, but the actual sex part.
1: Like, like to how- be able to do it without any right. anxieties or...
0: Right. And, yeah. and to want to. Because I mean, I sure I could, you know do, you know, I don't, I don't know what I would, I mean, I'm sure I could, I mean, I do sometimes throw on some lingerie and I'm like, wow, chicken, wow, wow. But it's still nine minutes, you know, I I just dressed up for today, but you know, but in, in, in the fantasy, I do things that I won't do and you know, and I use it to help myself get off. Yeah. But then I don't actually want to do those things. And I think, well, how, how is, is there something that's connected back to me being molested as a child that, that makes me not want to do that. Or is that pretty normal to not want to do that?
1: I think it could be either or. Right. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I've been through lots of therapy, but I am not a therapist. Yeah.
0: And I but don't, I'm, one of my friends said I needed to go see a sex therapist and work through that. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really do I though. Cause I'm having really good orgasms and I'm happy in my relationship. Do I really want to fuck with it? No, if you're happy <laughs> with your sex life, don't change it.
1: Exactly. You know, so, it's good. Don't, you don't need to, don't move that cheese.
0: Yeah. But I just, I do think it's weird that my sex fantasy is to want to have sex. <laughs> like I want to want it. <laughs>
1: no, I get that. I I feel like for me, it's like, I want to relinquish all control
0: during sex. All right. Well, hand, what... handcuffs will do that. <laughs> Little bondage.
1: Yeah. But I just think it's like, I just want to be like, to not this is going to sound really weird, but like to not have a say.
0: Yeah. That's uh, being taken as a pretty solid sex fantasy. I'm not alone in that. No, it's okay, very good. common. Okay. Good. It's very common. Yeah. So get him some bondage stuff for Christmas and be like, you know what to do with that.
1: <laughs> Here's your sign. Right. <laughs> Here's your sign.
0: I don't I don't even know if this was probably on the last podcast or two but my my husband had been out of town for a while and he came home with some a little bondage kit which first I was pissed cuz I sell those and I was like why the Get fuck money in my pocket why are why why are you buying sex toys from a sex toy company you know store when I have that like in stock so we come home and obviously we knew nothing about bondage because he literally tied my legs together instead of a bar <laughs> oh my god and, and then uh, later on when we were done, 15 minutes instead of nine minutes, I think Ooh. it was, and then I was like, what do you want to do for dinner? He goes, you mean you didn't make anything for me? And I'm like, eh, I was a little tied up. <laughs> but i <laughs> so no, well. Exactly.
1: We have like all the, all the to- I want to say like the tools. Accrued to remotes. Um, <laughs> yeah, we have, um, I bought like bed straps. And it's really funny because we just recently hired a cleaning lady. So when she comes over, we like, you know, tuck them
0: away. Pretty normal, actually. (laughs) It really is.
1: We have all the things. I think it's just a matter of like, you know, the seasonality of our sex life.
0: One of my friends, actually, she had her toy in her bed and her housekeeper came and she had forgotten that the housekeeper was coming that day. And so the, the housekeeper... Stripped the bed, remade the bed, ma- and then made the bed, and then put the toy right back under the sheets, right where it was when she found it. <laughs> and I love she was it. like, "I was so embarrassed." And I was like, "I promise you, it is not the first time." No, it's no. pretty normal. Yeah, there needs, and that's the thing. There needs to be more normalcy around it. Right. Like my my uh my daughter had a bullet with her in uh, same thing in a hotel bed, and. Um, I don't remember what, what upset her, but there was something like, I I don't know if the housekeeper made a comment or just smiled at her strange in the hallway, but you know, she had left it in the bed and then the same thing they made the bed and then they just Mm -hmm. like put it on her pillow or whatever. (laughs) It happens all the time. And I think just more people need to have
1: toys. Right.
0: Well, that's true. Everybody should, they should come standard. I agree. I
1: I had a, a a sex toy party for my 18th birthday, and I made my dad go out to the bar while I had all these ladies over. And it like I was telling you the other day, it, like changed for a lot of my friends. Like they had never had a sex toy before. Mm-hmm. My friend Ellen will tell me like, "Oh my god, that was like a life changing party for me." Mm-hmm. <laughs> life changing,
0: right? And it's the point is, and it's what I talk about in my TED talk. The point is, the more women get together and talk about sex, the more women's sex will get better. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of us are raised with these weird um church or modesty or or whatever you want to call it thoughts about sex and the and the whole, you know, you're supposed to wait till you get married thing, knowing that nobody waits till they get married, except for the girls who get married at 18 so they can have sex and get divorced at nineteen. Right. I
1: I also feel like there's a part of it too. And I I experienced this where like the, the, the start and end of sex is traditionally dictated by the man. Like it's very hard to have sex if he's not hard and it's, you, you can't really have sex once he's finished. Right. So, so the in between, like we as, I think we as women, we just have never, our sexual pleasure in a sense is defined by the bookends of a man's sexual pleasure. Mm. And I think we need to get away from that because it doesn't always have to be that way.
0: Right. Well, and there's also been many occasions where my husband will finish and I will not be finished. And then he will go clean up because we use condoms and everybody knows it. And he'll get back into bed and I'd be like, help me. Yeah. And then I will finish with his assistance.
1: And I think for men at that point, like it's a mental game for them. like They have to get over their Right, you know, over their high to be like, okay, let me focus on. Right, but I don't think that they learn that either because they also learn start and end.
0: Right. So, I I remember seeing a meme not that long ago that it was a a a guy had written I I don't know where he had written it, but he's like my you know. My girlfriend has this weird sex thing that every time after we have sex, she masturbates right afterwards. So. You know, and somebody was like, who's going to tell him? (laughs) You didn't do your job, dude. That's why she's finishing your job. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm uh, so interested that that you use condoms. Oh, yeah. I, it's uh, two things. One, I always got itchy Mm. from his sperm or ejaculate. And so I didn't enjoy that. Um, I don't like the mess factor. So it's yours. You bring it to the bathroom, you throw it away. Uh, and that's, that's pretty much it. Like my vagina is a national park service. Carry in, carry out. No child <laughs> was, left behind.
1: <laughs> we, I was recording in the podcast studio, uh, over the weekend and, and Bradford's showing me like the, the sanitary things to put on the microphone. Oh, yeah. The
0: little mic condoms. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm like Bradford, I haven't put a condom on in seven years. <laughs> yes.
0: Nope. 50, uh, uh, 24 years of marriage and two years of dating before that and we have always used condoms except for the very short time that we were trying to get pregnant. That's
1: interesting. Also, really awesome.
0: also, I never did well on birth control pills. Mm. They just, they made me just crazy.
1: Yeah, I got my, um, I got my tubes tied actually a couple of years ago because I know I don't want to have children and right.
0: I... And they let you? That, yeah. Because I really, I thought, is it not a thing anymore where you have to be like, you have to at least be like 30 years old, plus you have to have two kids and your husband's permission and all that shit?
1: I I had gone into it with a list of things. Like, here's reason number one, I don't want to have kids. Here's reason number two. Here's number, reason number three. And I I don't know if it was the person that I was seeing for like my annual, but I was like, I want to get my tubes tied. And she was like, Okay. She, like, looked at my age really quick. I think I was, like, 28 at the time. And uh, she was, like, okay, let's let's talk to one of the surgeons. And I'm, like, fuck yes. It yeah. was so easy. And, like, I'm so entirely grateful for the process and for them, you know, not shaming me. And, you know, like, there was zero shame. Zero shame, which is really nice.
0: I really wish we had started with this topic way back in the beginning of the podcast because that would have been something that we should just I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's really, really interesting and really cool because there are so many places where there's all these list of rules on whether or not you can get your tubes tied.
1: Yeah. I, it's really weird. Like I thought I wanted to have kids and then I just realized I would say in the, the last like six or seven years that I, it's not for me. I'm very career oriented. And, and I, I have gotten a little bit of like, Oh, what is your, you know, what does your partner think about that? Or why doesn't, why doesn't your partner just get his, a vasectomy because that's reversible? And I'm like, no, it's for me. This is my decision.
0: Well, getting your tubes tied is also reversible sometimes.
1: I had to. I wasn't going to tell my parents. I was actually not going to tell them at all. And then I had this, like, uh, really bad fear that I was going to die on the operating table <laughs> and that my, my partner was going to have to tell my parents that I died getting my tubes tied and I was just going to, like, break their hearts. Um, and so I, I was telling my parents, like, I'm going to get my tubes tied and, and I said to both of them, like, I'm 31. I have eggs. Like we could adopt, we could make a test tube baby. Like there's so many different ways that you can become a parent without having, you know, to do it the traditional way. So yeah, I'm really great. If, if, if you had to do like annual sterilizations every year, I would do it. It was so fantastically easy
0: I just think it'd be cool so does anybody ever give you the whole when are you gonna have kids thing
1: all the time because what do you been say in- um I always say that we aren't having them and then I get I once had a guy at a bar say oh you'll change your mind and I'm like you don't fucking know me
0: why right. I feel like I feel like if that was me I would be like uh first of all none of your business and second of all I had that fucker fixed yeah <laughs> It
1: depends on the person. Like if it's someone that I know, I'll I'll sometimes mention that I got my tubes tied, but most of the time it's just, we're not having them. Yeah. But we also get a lot of like, when are you getting married? When, you know, there's, we get a lot of like, when are you conforming to societal beliefs and norms?
0: Yeah. I think for me, like sometimes I'm, I am curious when I meet people who are in long-term relationships and they've chosen not to have kids or if they don't have kids, you know, it's, it's, I mean it's obviously something that you you want to ask people because it's it is part of the societal norm but obviously I've learned not to but I am curious as fuck like just tell me. Yeah. Can you not have them? Do you have issues? Do you not want them? You know like just tell me. Don't yeah. make me ask. <laughs> well and I think you know I'm
1: I'm grateful in the fact that it was a choice for me because I know there's a lot of people where it's it's not a choice. I have a friend right. who's a Um, she's in a a lesbian marriage and and they tried for two years to get pregnant and they're finally pregnant. And I'm so excited, but like for her, it was so important to be a mom and to have that experience. And I know for a lot of other women, it's the same way. So I'm grateful it was a choice for me and and I'm grateful that like, it wasn't a, you know, a forced circumstance for me.
0: Yeah. That I just, I loved being a mom. So I want everybody to have that that wants it, but I certainly don't want everybody to have them just because. Yeah. Just
1: because you're supposed to. My dad says that. He's like, oh, it was one of the most beautiful things I ever did, Dane. And I'm like, really, Dad? I was a piece of shit growing up. Like, are you sure about
0: that? <laughs> that, that doesn't matter if you're a piece yeah. of shit. Our, our, your parents love you. It's yeah. something we cannot help doing.
1: Yeah, I've heard that.
0: Yeah. Um I mean you still got women who show up and support their murderous kids and uh you didn't do that you just had some weird sex anyway <laughs> Um do you want people finding you? I'm guessing not. Probably not. Okay, so then We'll just default to, uh, you can find me on Instagram at standupcomedysexed, standupcomedysexed.com, com, and I've set up a Facebook group just for this podcast so you can participate in polls, ask questions, politely share an alternate point of view, and generally let us know what you think of this episode and any of the other episodes. So search for Stand Up Comedy Sex Ed podcast on Facebook. Please subscribe to the podcast, share, leave comments. If they're funny comments, I'll read them on the podcast. Um, and I think that's everything I had to say. Thanks for coming on and talking about sex, Dana. I Thanks appreciate it. Thanks for having it. me. I'm glad I met you. And it's funny because I really enjoy talking to you because when I met you, I thought you were a very, you know, like, uh, you know, a goody two shoes. I know right after I met you I was like why is she talking to me she knows I talk about sex right people like her don't usually like people like me and now I find out you're just like me and I like you just like you you know what (laughs) I'm a
1: human I'm like an authentic human that's what I want to be is really just no shame in my game so
0: yeah I mean I just I talk you know me I'm (laughs) pro-sex pro-condoms pro-masturbation love it pro however you want to be happy but there's it. a reason god gave us that button right on the outside where we could find it accidentally damn it there we go <laughs> he did not <laughs> intend us to hide that under a bushel yes correct <laughs> correct it was uh, a weird way to bring a christian song into that that's all, right. <laughs> all right thanks for being on my show dana thank you all right bye bye <phone rings>